This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 100% LCFC. With Youngay in association with Peter Pizzeria. So, welcome to 100% LCFC with Youngay, although Youngay's not with us this week. Yes, we're a bit of thin on the ground, as they say. Mr. Young is, well, he's got an appointment. Do you know, he has more time away than Judith Chalmers on the holiday show. But we do have a man whose brainwave this show was. He's put it together. Some might say he had a brainstorm. Please welcome Phil Holloway. Hi, Twiggy. How are you? Uh, very well, thank you. And we've also got Dave Sullivan, who's a Super Foxes fan with us, who's just back off holiday. Very tanned, I have to say. Thank you, Twiggy. Yeah, yeah good very to be back. tanned. And where, where, whereabouts were you? We went out to the Caribbean. We did a two-week cruise around the Caribbean. It was awful. You wouldn't have liked it. I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> He's more like Judith Chalmers, isn't he? <laughs> well, I'm Wickle. I was going to say, he's a similar colour to Judith Chalmers because she looked very spray tan. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, it does look more of a spray tan Thanks. than a real Thanks, one. Cost me a bloody fortune. I bet it did. I bet it did. I bet it did. All right, then, guys. Uh, we'll try and get Alan on the phone a little bit later. And we've got a special guest as well. We've got Mr. Birchinall who is a Foxes legend, played for Leicester for quite a, a number of years. Actually, did he have a spell with Crystal Palace? Played for Palace, Chelsea, uh, Sheffield United. So, yeah, yeah he, he, he played for quite a few teams, but famously been play, played for Leicester, and then he spent about the last 40 years as the club ambassador. So, yeah, went to see the Birchie at the training ground on Tuesday, handed over a cheque from uh, the football fans, the Leicester fans, who raised a lot of money. So perhaps we'll, we'll come on to that later in the show. Okay, then we'll start. We've got a lot to cover, really. We've got, like, three lots. We've got the FA Cup game, which we're going to come back to, because I think we ought to talk about the league game last night, and then we're going to look forward to the Villa game, of course, which is on Saturday. Yeah. So, what a result. What a result. It just keeps happening, though, Twiggy, doesn't it? You know, every week, Phil and I have similar conversations every week, and I think the media keep having the same conversations every week. Is this going to keep carrying on? Is it going to continue? Tottenham, top four side. No. You know, everybody keeps saying Tottenham, these are the team that are going to break into the top four this year. We've played them twice now in, what, four days. Apart from a dodgy penalty, we could have beat them twice. 
and we certainly haven't been outplayed in either game. So you if see, that's one of the top four sides away from home, we can't be doing everything bad, can we? I said it a couple of weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, when they played my lot, Everton. Yeah. I was saying to you, Phil, that how good Tottenham looked in the first half, particularly, ran the show. I said, they are going to be something this season. You can see it. They've got strength in depth. They're quite quick. But wow. I, I mean, for so I don't think this bubble is about to burst, no. is it? No. Well, I mean, you were right a couple of weeks ago when you were saying we were having a little bit of a blip, if you can call one, well, you got one two, away Well, you got two defeat. Po- I think you got two points yeah. out of nine, didn't you? We should have beat Bournemouth. We had the penalty. We missed it. We, that should yeah. have been three points. They came so, and shut up shop after that, and they literally parked the bus like nobody's ever done in the Premiership against us before. A double header against Spurs. I, I was thinking, this will see. This is sort the wheat from the chaff on Saturday before the two games. We could have come away from two games at White Hart Lane with two defeats potentially, but we've not. We've come away with one the most valuable three points in the Premier League, and then we really should that FA Cup. We were a few minutes away from a very dubious penalty decision. If Alan was here, he'd be probably ranting and raving mm-hmm. over well, he the ref be. giving that. You know that. So I think we've done you know really well, and I think the fans. We asked the fans uh, earlier today on Facebook, "Can we do it?" Just a simple question: Can we do it? I've got a couple of comments. From yeah, the yeah, yeah, you, yeah, uh, you carry on. Jo- Jonathan Wade made me chuckle because he, he, his answer was, "Can we?" I said, "Can we do it on Facebook?" And he says, "What? Can we stay up?" He goes, "Yes, I think we can stay up." <laughs> I think so you I might th- be able to. Thought, yeah, I think like, I think you've stayed up already. I'd, I'd like to think that's in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Kunal Kapadia said, "36 points more, and we can reach our next target." is the target Ranier is set so yeah we've started on that so the uh, the early feedback from the Leicester fans is very positive in, in can we do it a lot of fans are saying hang on hang on there's there's some tough matches coming up in February so but as, as I said to you earlier on each game as it comes I said to you earlier on and I've put it on Facebook again this morning if you take in the running from the end of last season the nine games at the end of last season 21 games this season that's 30 games that's the lion's share of a season we've only been beat three times I think Pearson's got a, a you know, I, I don't think you should forget Pearson, what he did last season. I mean, it was an esca- and well, escapology that Houdini would have been proud of. I think a lot of people talk about Pearson and Ranieri's done well taking it over. But you've also got to look at the con- continuity of the backroom staff, um, Steve Walsh and Craig Shakespeare. I mean, they, they do a phenomenal amount of work on the training ground, obviously. Yeah. But not only that, their recruitment policy, you know, where they've gone and found players, Mares, you know, for next to nothing, mm. all Brighton on a free transfer, you know, the, the, the work that's been Demari done behind Gray. the scenes. Damari Gray, another great signing. Really in good on he looked really good on Sunday in the FA Yeah, I thought he looked he really looked exciting. They, yeah, they pulled him off, didn't they, after a yeah. while? But, I mean, he and was... And Ben Chilwell. Yeah. Chilwell, yeah, another young local lad who's been out on loan come back and, and look good yeah it's been interesting in the uh, transfer window i've been trying to see what rumors are out there for us to have a chat about nothing much because ranier has come out and put his flag in the ground and said that's it transfer business is done for leicester i'm, I'm not happy sure with the players all, i've got in or out both he says he says i was more worried about out but he said i'm happy with the players and maybe maybe that is what leicester city is all about the back end of last year and this year i mean the squad of players who are all fighting for each other. The, the Vardy situation, I mean, if you were Vardy, why would you want to go anywhere else at the minute? I, I don't think anybody would want to go anywhere else at the moment. OK, the, the, the players in the fringes, the likes of Inlers and Cramerich, you can understand them not being best chuffed. 
but they're also still part of a team that this time next year could be playing European football and things change. And th- yeah. You know, this time last year, Danny Drinkwater wasn't a regular player. But look now, you wouldn't leave him out at the moment. Well, but last year he couldn't get a kick. He's a steamroller for me. Yeah. He's, he's, the en- he's an engine room. He's a, you know what I mean? He's got but last that. year he wasn't getting a kick and we've still got people like Matty James who's coming back from injury that's yeah. the forgotten man, if you like. Last year, Storwater to the side with Cambiasso in midfield, orchestrating everything been out all of this time and he'll be knocking on the door wanting to, to come and have a go somewhere soon as well. It was interesting right. to see in the FA Cup match that we played I think eight or nine, you could class them fringe players or the, or maybe the second I, I don't see them as the second string himself but those players who aren't necessarily first team every week and you thought how's that going to compare? I know Spurs brought in about seven different players as well but we look strong so I think the, the depth there. Strength in depth Strength yeah. in depth is there, is good and there isn't one almighty couple of players in there who are running the dressing room, as you see at some of the other clubs. You think there's there's probably 20-odd players there who are all, you know, mm. it is this team ethic. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there definitely is a, we're in this together. I didn't see the game last night. You you, you boys yep. did. I yep. mean, I have to go to bed way too early. <laughs> um, but... Uh, I saw. I had I, got. I, I lie in bed and I got uh, Sky Sports on with uh, Stelling, and he was. Yeah. And I, I got the goals as they came in, drifting in and out of consciousness. As you do. <laughs> um, but was that Saturday so, afternoon? Or last yeah, night? <laughs> last, night, last night. Sometimes on a Saturday afternoon. Depends. Um, so how was it last night then? It, I, I've looked at the stats actually. In, in well, you know in the, the stats. Yeah. Well, I've, I've just got the stats the here. If I, can quickly, wrong, you know. if I can quickly find them, but it, one, it, the, it did make me laugh. I've got the wrong paper. But there's one big stat. This one, one big, nil. One is exactly but, what I thought. <laughs> yeah. The other stats show the the usual sort of Leicester game, which is the other team has two thirds possession. Typically, yeah. they have two thirds shots. Um. Interesting. Two I think we had, off target. Yes, we, I think we had five shots and two on target, but one yeah. of those hits the back of the net from Huth. Who's well, I found that stat interesting as well because apparently we had two shots on target, but I saw a phase of play last night where we had three shots at goal, all yeah. of which were blocked. Yes, but they obviously weren't considered to be on target then. No, well, Drinkwater's <laughs> shot in that melee was not on target. Was Maybe it? not. So. Maybe not. Good strong header though, wasn't it from oh. Huth? Did you see what he put on Twitter as well? So I didn't funny. know. So funny. He said, uh, it's not very often having a square head comes in handy. Is that what he It's a great header. It was a, it was a good header. Very header. powerful, yeah. powerful header. Yeah. I love that. Oh, you know, when yeah. they when they come up, the big guys at the back, and they just have a bit of a run. That's yeah. right, yeah, and yeah. give it that book. I always remember, do you remember McDonald that used to play for Malcolm Newcastle? McDonald. I mean, he could head a ball. He had yeah. that, like, muscles in his neck that yeah. Charles yeah. Atlas yeah. would be proud of, you know. <laughs> but, I mean, he could bullet header. Oh, it as well yeah. I mean he was a striker who's yeah. a defender but yeah. Alan Shearer said very much the same uh, he said it was great to see an old fashioned type head away just planted both feet mm. in the ground and which is great for me because out. obviously now you're comparing my f- football knowledge to Alan Shearer's <laughs> uh, which are quite like I'll so, tell you the subplot outside of that Twiggy as well which is interesting in the last two games we've had two centre-half score from corners and we haven't done that a lot this season now that will start to now put another message out to Who's managers. Who's on? Big words. Well, Vasilevsky yeah. scored on, on uh, Oh, Sunday. sorry, yeah. Oh, crikey. The, and of course, who scored last yeah. night. We haven't scored from corners a lot this season at all, or any set piece come to that. Now, maybe managers have looked at Leicester City's corner routines and gone, well, these are the players you've got to watch, the likes of Vardy sniffing around bits and pieces. They're now going to start thinking, 
we've got to watch out for these centre-halves. So that might create other opportunities for other players because all of a sudden, yeah, managers are going to start looking at these to. games, dissecting them and seeing where these goals have come from. And, and it just changes the whole dynamics, I think, when people start seeing that you can actually score from corners. They might have in the past gone, do you know what, let them have a corner. They're never going to hurt us. But now they're going to have to think probably slightly differently. A little bit more of a threat. It was also saying... Uh, that, that Fuchs, they gave him um, Leicester Man of the Match. That's interesting, because I didn't think Fuchs was a man of the match. Well, that's what, in, in yeah. one of the nationals this morning, yeah. that's what they, they starred him. I, I must admit, I struggled to pick a man of the match last night. They all played well. The, oh. I think was, you have to, do you think they had to kind of dig in a bit last night? Very much so. Very much so. I mean, as, as Leicester have done, and Phil said earlier on, we've conceded possession for fun. Um, and almost deliberately, it seems. I think we do. I think we allow teams to come onto us. I think that's the plan, and then break at absolutely ultimate right. speed and great. So lots habit. of possession, but I didn't necessarily see us chasing shadows. Pressing, yes, but not necessarily chasing shadows. I thought last night Mares was absent by and large. I thought yeah, he had bit. a quiet game. Vardy, uh, Vardy, Vardy, they Vardy clearly him isn't hundred percent fit. Yeah, six. And they that's, gave him that's out probably of 10. about fair. I don't think Vardy was hundred percent fit. Whether he should have played, questionable. Um, reading the only again is last when, night. You, when somebody comes back from injury and, and you bring him back because it is quite quick he's, I mean, he's only had minor surgery and his keyhole and keyhole stuff like surgery, that yeah. but the fact but of Twiggy is thing is you can sometimes make that injury worse again can't you you can but the fact that, that I read this morning I shared with Phil a little while ago Ranieri's come out this morning and said yeah Jamie's not 100% fit he will get back to full fitness but he hasn't trained properly for a month now that right. is going to have an impact yeah it is yeah because you know, he's not been, match fit he's been no. playing but not yeah, he's not match Correct. fit. Right, so, yeah. so Jamie has got a massive amount of fitness, but anybody in any football team, if you don't train 100% for a, for a month, it's bound to have an effect. It must do. And again, Alan would have been here to share that story with us and tell us more, I'm sure. But I'm going to tell you who I thought was man of the match last night was Casper Michael. Hang on a minute. Can I just t- tell you to task on that? I'll stop you there. Yes. Again, in the national, because I didn't see the game. No. Uh, I do need my beauty sleep. <laughs> you lot. can tell. Yeah, yeah. A, lot. yeah a lot. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. Did you wake up early? Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> <It> does. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you're funny, not. <laughs> um, they were saying, can't Casper Schmeichel catch a ball? Hey, uh, I'll tell you what, if he keeps a clean that. sheet like last night and. Uh, you know, I mean, he made he made two or three saves. One of them was a sensational save from Harry Kane, who was clear through at nil nil. Tried to slot the it, he bounced onto him. the floor. And, uh, the yeah, I mean, yeah. to be fair, he got a hand to it. Came yeah. out. I mean, everybody compares him and says, "Oh, he came out like his dad used to," but he did. He came out, made himself as big as he as he could. Just got a clip to it with his hand, and it, it bounced down, hit the ground, and then ricocheted up and uh, hit the crossbar and went out. To be fair, I think most people in the ground thought, thought it was, it was in. a goal. Yeah. yeah. Is there any truth in that though? The, the, I mean, what they were saying this morning. One, one comment was, "Can can Casper Schmeichel catch a ball?" I think my criticism of Schmeichel would be more, "Can he command his own six-yard box?" And and when crosses come into the area, can he catch a ball? Some of the shots that he saved last night, I think, were pretty much uncatchable. There were there were strong strikes at pace, and he's gone full length to to save a couple. The one that you've just mentioned, there was another one that sort of bounced awkwardly, and he managed to just get a hand on yeah, it and push it over hand. the bar. Um, but at the end of the day, if you if you ask any goalkeeper, at the end of a game, at the end of ninety minutes, he's kept a clean sheet. Yeah, he don't care how he does I, it. I thought he was my man of the match. I think he plays his style. I think he's been tweaking his style over the last season or two. I think he plays a lot more like a continental keeper, where where a lot on in Europe do favour going for yeah. pushing it away, pushing out. It didn't quite work on Sunday in the FA Cup match because he did actually parry it out and it did go back to a Spurs player. So that there is a real art to it. But mm. I think. 
that's their immediate thing is to get is to get the ball as far away as quickly as possible from the danger zone. Right, okay, lads, we'll leave it there for just a sec. We'll be back. Now, because this show is really, really well planned, we're not sure whether we're going to speak to the Birch next or we're going to speak to Alan Young. So stay there, go and make yourself a cup of tea. We will be back. Oak, Oak FM. 100% LCFC with Youngay in association with Peter Pizzeria. Learning to drive in North Leicestershire? You need a safe pair of hands then. So, who better than former Leicester City goalkeeper Carl Muggleton to teach you? Call the Carl Muggleton Driving School on 07803 368222 to book your first lesson. Now that's what we call a safe pair of hands. Calling all Leicester City fans... 100% LCFC keeps you up to date with all the fans' views, club news, gossip and competitions. Visit LeicesterFanTV.com or search online for 100% LCFC and join the Leicester fan debate today. Blue Army. Are you running a business? Does social media marketing leave you scratching your head? We can help you. Hologram offers online digital marketing services for local businesses in Leicestershire at affordable prices. Harness the power of online digital marketing today and call us on 01509 410365 01509 410365 or visit hologram.com and book your free consultation. Oak, Oak FM 100% LCFC with Youngay in association with Peter Pizzeria. So we are back. Did you have a cup of tea or did you have something a little bit stronger? We had tea, didn't we, lads? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what you want to uh, say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, quickly, it's tea. Let's keep uh, it that way. <laughs> Phil Holloway, that is, and Dave Sullivan, Super Foxes fan. Got some problems with the phones tonight, so uh, or today, so um, we're going to try and get Youngie on a little bit later. But coming up, we have, well... Leicester City legend. Yeah, Twiggy, uh, just to take the story back to sort of last May, at the end of last season after Leicester had done the greatest escape, uh, 100% LCFC, we booked the King Power Stadium for uh, an evening match and we offered it out to all the fans from 100% LCFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they all chucked in as much money as they could dig out their pockets in these tough times and went down. We booked it and played a match of fans, basically. So we raised just over £1,000. Fantastic. For the Foxes Foundation, which... Birchinal is, you know, runs it. He does one of his famous runs every year. Raises, he run, does he run around runs the pitch? Runs around the pitch on the last game of the season. How uh, old is he now, Alan? Uh, he's ancient. I think he's 150 or something. Yeah, something like that. He's doing well. Yeah. He's doing brilliant. He's doing well. He's great. He's very he's infectious fantastic. character. He is. He's probably, I mean, a lot of fans think there should be a statue of the Birch outside yeah, the ground. And he, he's almost Mr. Leicester City, isn't he? He is. Did he, play, uh, did he play with Frank Worthington? Was it that the same era? He was I part was. of what they called yeah. the Bloomfield Boys, yeah, which was right. at, at, at Leicester City in the sort of mid-70s, 71 to 77, I think Birch was there. And they had players like Keith Weller. Oh, great player. Great well, it was brilliant. Steve Whitworth. Whitworth. I used to love Dennis Steve Whitworth. Rove. Yeah, Dennis Steve Rove. Rove. Bobby Smith. Yeah. Some real names from the past. When was Nishi there? When was Nishi there? Before he was there before that. Late, late 60s. Yeah. yeah, he's a good player, wasn't he, Nish? Yeah. So, yeah, the Bloomfield player. boys that Birch played Went with. to the dark side, though, didn't he, after that? 
He did go to the dark side. <laughs> I think he won the league. Didn't he? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, We're more you concentrated are. on future rather than history. Yeah, yeah. I'll <laughs> tell you what. Not living <laughs> in the past. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, that people do that. Dave, you're a hard man. Right. So, so yeah, so went down and saw Birch invited 100% down to the training ground earlier this week, and we caught up with him and. Uh, I think we've got a little interview clip. Hi, Alan. How are you? Morning, Bill. Yeah, well, if you're not well now, you never will I mean, be. It you're a city fan. Than this. <laughs> you know, it's fantastic, isn't it? What a season. Uh, we'll perhaps come on to that in a bit. But to start with, uh, all you fans, I hope you can see this. This was uh, from the game that um, we organised at the King Pass Stadium at the end of last season, Alan. Um, there was about 30 Leicester City fans all dug deep in their pockets when times are hard and uh, chucked in as, as much money as they could to play, pretend to be our heroes out there That's training true. at the moment but uh, to be pretend to be a player for for a match and it was uh, a great experience and um the, the best news of all was they raised a uh, thousand and thirty two pounds for the your foxes foundation excuse me a minute <coughs> it's not that exciting Alan. no but uh, oh, it's built fantastic you know any any amounts you know that uh, that can be donated to the Foxes Foundation. As a big city fan and the lads that actually played in the game, you know that uh, it goes to fantastic causes, and it has done. Simply, you know, for the last few years, while it's been a foundation, but long before that, you city fans have been helping me. Well, it's 36 years this yeah. year since we started, and uh, basically, they've been fantastic. And as you well know. Uh, you City fans, and it has been City fans, have raised over one million and nearly a million and a half over them years for approximately about 140 local charities. There may be national, but locally, uh, yeah. and it's distributed each year uh, to these charities. So, on behalf of Leicester City Football Club, Fox's Foundation, I want to thank you very much. No, that's no problem at all. It's it's a great cause, as we know, and, and still going very strong. You're still... Uh, is there another run in the offing this year, Alan? Are you still going for it? Well, don't call it a run now. For me, it's a wobble. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Uh, but it's, yeah, obviously, it's 36 years on from when I finished playing, and uh, it gets harder every year. But it's not about... It's not about me and the run, it's about what happens on the day. It's it's become now, in a way, a bit of our, in our history, our folklore, really. That yeah. The last home game of the season, we all get together and we we go as far as we can in 90 minutes. I yeah. mean, it started a long, long time ago, as I say, 36 years ago. And I had about half a dozen people, Cliff Ginetta and the supporters club, yeah. handing out a bucket to about a dozen people. I think we raised a few hundred quid. And here we are now, we're raising, you know, unbelievable amounts, you know, from 20, 30, 40, even on the sad occasion when Keith Weller, the Leicester City yeah. legend, passed over. Uh, on that particular time, we raised 75,000. So it's been massive for our football club. And it's, I won't say it's unique that our football club does this, but certainly the end-of-season run uh, is unique. Yeah. I don't think any other football club does it. And as you've seen, Phil, you know, we get ex-players out there and yeah. we get so the visiting team normally come and do a warm-up lap with our lads as well. So it's a special occasion and it finishes off the season. It does. Likely. And it always seems like the last home game of the season, there's normally something to play for, yeah. either going yeah, up yeah. or coming down <laughs> yeah. or something. So it sort of kick-starts a, what's going to be a big, 
a big day normally for the club, isn't it? So yeah, it's incredible. It's part of the excitement it? of the last know, home yeah, game. Yeah, it's incredible. It's either you know avoiding relegation or <laughs> yeah. coming out of administration or you know getting promotion, get, getting promotion, or we're going to Wembley, you Should, know, and yeah. uh, the 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 you know the games, the Worthingtons and the Coca Colas and the stuff like that. Oh, we've just been there, you know, and it's on the back of that. So there's always seems to be something uh, special about the day. Hopefully, that will. I was going to say, I know what you're thinking. Could I, a lot of Leicester fans are just a half a daydream here and there this season now, starting to think, could this year's the big run by the Birch, could it be, is there any chance to feel like... <laughs> I know <laughs> what you're trying to say. say I don't it, even Phil. say it. I say even, it. I know, could we be going to win the Premier League or even top four? Uh, or, you know, who well, knows? Well, listen, it's... it's what a day it could be. Listen, Walt Disney wouldn't have scripted <laughs> this. Walt Disney would not have scripted what our football club has happened. This no. time last year, as you know, and every City fan knows, me included, uh, we were seven points adrift, were we not? Yeah, and, dead and buried. Uh, we looked, every, nobody gave us a cut and chance. The only people that did were down we're, here yeah. at the Beaver Drive training yeah. ground. Funny enough, and as you know, we were not playing that badly. No, it was a, we played well all season. But we couldn't get over the line. And yeah. then that trans- transformation came. And that's carried us through to this season. And then who would believe that, uh, you know, what a fantastic... Everybody's contributed. I know, you know, uh, certain players get uh, different accolades and they deserve them. But it's been uh, it's been a squad effort. Everybody, it you know, it's been. A, uh, I would think. I don't know how long have you been supporting us? Uh, I was a five year old in 1976 watching you play, Alan. Right, so, so a long, so, long time. So it's a long, long time. Yeah. But I've got to say, and I'm asking you. I'm interviewing you now. But, uh, <laughs> I would think this is the best city squad I've known in my time. Would you would you say that? If I'm honest, there's I've got three golden teams. The team you were Bloomfield in, boys. The Bloomfield boys in 76, 77. O'Neill boys. Yeah, it's very predictable. Yeah. And this lot now are, yeah. are just coming into that. And I think I think a little bit more time. And uh, what happened under with your time and Martin O'Neill's boys, but. This could surpass those. Yeah, potentially it's uh, got that, but it's certainly enter- up there. Yeah, we entertain. We're never really going to win it because it was the FA Cup and the league. And yeah, uh, as far as pure football was concerned, and uh, you know, I would think the Bloomfield boys just entertained. It was put very a smile exciting. On everybody's face. Yeah. The O'Neill team was and, and Brian Little's yeah, Brian side Little stuff, yeah. started to win things and that and that was a first for the club albeit yeah. the uh, league, league cup Cups, and that. Yeah. And now, you know, the boys now we haven't done anything yet, but hopefully who knows? I mean the dream is still there and it's a it's a positive. You know, if we keep everybody fit then who knows where it could end and as you say, for the uh, for my annual charity run at the end of the season God blimey, what a day that would be. That could be a sensational day if we're yeah. anywhere near the Hopefully top. Hopefully we keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, we'll see. So, Alan, once again, hope that goes to... Well, we know it's going to a great cause. Yeah. And, and just thanks from every Leicester fan for all the work you put in tirelessly for the charity. So it's a small bit from us. And we're hoping to do another match at the end of the, of the season at King Power again and, and hopefully raise more this time. So well, thanks, Alan, from every fan to you. Well, thanks a lot, Phil, and uh, all the success to uh, Oak FM. Is that right? Is That's that the, right, yeah. You better get a plug in there, mate. <laughs> yeah, every Thursday, <laughs> 7 till 8 on Oak FM. <laughs>
Uh, what I think we should do, we should get it, uh, like, embossed on his shirt. Do you know what I mean? And then he can walk around with OK. I think it'd be a nice <laughs> gesture. What a great bloke. I bet that was interesting for you, wasn't it, Phil? It was great walking around the training room. And again, a little bit of insight there. I wasn't allowed to take any photos and videos, you can imagine. <laughs> yeah, but no, I can was, understand they, that. The players were, all the first team were there. Um, and all the it was interesting to see all the academy players were there all the under 21s were there they were all walking around there's no big heads there's nobody being an idiot there was just it was like there was must have been 40 or 50 obviously players of different ages and different yeah. calibres right up to the first team some, some were using the weights in the train, training rooms some did were, you see some the, the ice thing. bath I didn't see the ice bath. I saw. Apparently, they call it the dreaded ice <laughs> yeah, bath. I think. I think I would as well. <laughs> we saw we saw Vardy and uh, well, we saw basically all the players. But they were just pottering around. Birch was saying hello to them, chatting to them. You know, I, I was still amazed how small Kante is because I'm not very big. Twiggy, you're not. You're a bit no. like me, vertically yeah. challenged. Challenged, <laughs> challenged. Be careful. He, was, he, he, be careful. he made us feel big. Yeah. But it was it was it's very interesting to see how the first team are interacting with the younger lads. There's no, air, there's no. That's great though. Big, no big iron. Yeah, in that, yeah, that, that is great though great, for, yeah. for so a team was, to do it that. It did feel like a club, as a club should do, like your local rugby club or football club, just social. You club. would think it'd be very easy to slip into this, this big time Charlie mentality at the moment with yeah. all the success that the clubs had, and for people that are in the first team to say, "Hey, look at us! You know, top two in the league." And, and carry that sort Go of air about Go and clean my them. boots, Ex- young man, exactly. like yeah. it used to no, be. Exactly. None of that. So it's, it's great that. that that's that's not happening because it's it's easy, I think, to fall into that trap as you have this success. So earlier on today, I think Ranieri's been nominated Manager of the Month, Dave? Yeah, Ranieri's nominated again, Manager of the Month for December, along with uh, Wenger, uh, Kike Sanchez-Flores, is that how you say it? Yep. Um, and Alan Pardew. And we've got a player nomination as well. OK. Uh, Riyad Mahrez. Uh, well, nominated. I think, yeah. Um, He's had a good run, hasn't he? Yeah, as I say, I thought he had a, a quiet game last night, and he does this from time to time. He's either... It's hot and cold sometimes, isn't he? He's either brilliant and unplayable, or sometimes just goes missing in the odd game. And, and last night was one of those, I think. He still did last night a few flicks and tricks that are, are out of the FIFA type of... Uh, Worldy classes, as yeah. some of the younger lot call it. There yeah. were there were some fantastic little flicks and tricks from him. He, good, I think people techers, I think techers, yeah, <laughs> great techers from Mares. So he still excites. He still really excites me. He only needs one flash here and there, and you know he's creating instant chaos in other other teams. I mean, I, I, actually, not, I actually think it's a great thing that at the moment Vardy's gone a little bit quiet scoring, and Mares is having a bit of a quiet spell because it. All of a sudden, the last couple of days, I don't, I don't know if it's just me, but the rumours about Vardy and Mares being wanted by this but this team, that team and the other team just seem to have gone a little bit quieter just lately. Mm-hmm. And that might just help a little bit, to be honest, just take that off the radar. I don't think they are going to go anywhere anyway, um, but it's nice to take it off the radar and not to have the manager having to keep defending that. So the Ranieri nomination, a no-brainer, really? Well, I, I, some people might say Wenger... Up there. He's had I mean, a good he's, run, though. I mean, Wenger yeah. has a good. Although they uh, they came a bit unstuck last night, didn't they? In the last few minutes, when when uh, uh, was it? Joe Allen scored. Yes, the ex Swansea yeah. guy who's hardly had a game for ages. Yeah, good finish he, as well. It was. Yeah, I did see that. Cracking finish. And I mean, uh, Flores from uh, Watford. I mean, he's been doing some great things with, with it, Watford. It, very very deserved nomination. Oh, yeah, very deserved nomination. Although um, they've slipped up a little bit more 
since Christmas, haven't they? Christmas yeah. period and since. <clears throat> but Kike Sanchez Flores has done a great job with what. But isn't it great to see safe. the smaller team? I know, I'm, I'm saying, oh. but, but, but but you know, well, you know what? Well, right, then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, we're nowhere to be seen, so that, I won't worry about that. I'm not even classing ourselves there. But do you know what I mean? I mean, should I rephrase that and say the underdogs? Yeah. Do yeah, we know? The teams. And yeah. like Bournemouth, you're Bournemouth trying to survive, and you're Watford's trying and, and to survive. And the Crystal Palaces that have, have had a good season. As and well. how refreshing is it to see somebody like Leicester not just trying to survive, yeah. but trying to win yeah. the Premier League? That's right. But if you look at look at the top half of the league now, you've got teams like West Ham, you've got teams like Crystal Palace, Palace Watford. Watford doing well, Leicester doing well, yeah. and and to a, a, a lesser degree, Tottenham as well. I mean, Tottenham look like they're going to push into the Champions League places as well. I mean, this year, realistically, Leicester and Tottenham could be taking two of the Champions League places. Now, that shook things up a little bit, hasn't it? Absolutely. Mm. Twiggy, your team, Everton, uh, you know, <laughs> okay, I, I want to say, you know, I say thank you. Have seen the league table? Thank you last night, because uh, yes. Tim Howard got us a very valuable point. Yeah, we'll come on to that in just a few minutes. We'll be back. Uh, we'll see if the phones are back <laughs> on, by the way. We've still got a problem with the phones. And if they are back, we will be talking to Mr. Alan Young. Okay. 100% LCFC with Youngay in association with Peter Pizzeria. Are you running a business? Does social media marketing leave you scratching your head? We can help you. Hologram offers online digital marketing services for local businesses in Leicestershire at affordable prices. Harness the power of online digital marketing today and call us on 01509 410365 01509 410365 or visit hologram.com and book your free consultation. Calling all Leicester City fans. 100% LCFC keeps you up to date with all the fans' views, club news, gossip and competitions. Visit LeicesterFanTV.com or search online for 100% LCFC and join the Leicester fan debate today. Blue Army. Learning to drive in North Leicestershire? You need a safe pair of hands then. So who better than former Leicester City goalkeeper Carl Muggleton to teach you? Call the Carl Muggleton Driving School on 07803 368 to book your first lesson. Now that's what we call a safe pair of hands. LCFC with Youngie in association with Peter Pizzeria. Actually, without Youngie, and our phones are still broken, as they say on Merseyside. They always say it like that, broken. Uh, so, unfortunately, Alan will be back. Uh, well, he won't be on tonight, but he will be on next week. Uh, still got Phil with us, Phil Holloway, and still got Dave Sullivan, Super Foxes fan from Sporting Glassware. I think I'll cheer him up because I've just mentioned his company. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, boys, penalty. We were talking about before the break about the penalty yeah. that, well, I say the penalty that never was anyway. Uh, the Everton Man City game because it kind of benefits City. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, Tim Howard had a fantastic game last night for your champs, didn't he? Kept it, uh, kept a clean sheet. 
Um, pretty tough place to go, Man City, and get a, a draw. So Everton did well there. But right in the dying minutes, uh, Stone, who it played was, well. Stones. Ever Stones. Such a good it's got an S on the end. Stones. Yeah, it's, it's Stones. I don't know. More, more than a pebble. defender. Yeah. Now, you anyway. won't say that if you want to sign him, will you? Well, he probably wants to come to a top team, Twiggy. Well, same but anyway, <laughs> he slid in and it was very wet. And he did try and pull out the tackle. But um, its momentum did take him into, uh, I think it was Aguero. And... You know, for me, it looked like a penalty, but the ref, the ref didn't get it. Obviously, the Man City fans were going, were going round for it. But yeah, it, yeah. that that draw gave us uh, kept uh, Man City down to a point, so it was a good night for. Well, that happened late in the game, and then Joe Allen uh, bagging for Liverpool. It was like, oh, happy days. <laughs> yeah, two draws for Man City and Arsenal. Yeah, left it open for us to get a late winner, and, and again, a, another contentious penalty decision at uh, the Etihad. Similar to the one at Tottenham on on Sunday. Yeah. Now you're going to shout at me here. I know you're going to shout at me because actually I thought it was a penalty. Dave, you can shout because I'm I'm going to be people are shouting at me. I, I thought, thought it was a penalty I thought, because I he thought, handballed it and moved the ball. Do you know I've got it written on my sheet here? Shouldn't it be the fact that this? No matter what the situation, no matter what the circumstance, if it hits your hand, it's a penalty. There's a lot of ambiguity and a lot of rules, aren't there? And and you bring in this intentional, you know, was it intentional? That, and that's what creates the ambiguity then, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, if you say, if the ball strikes somebody's hand, no matter whether they're six inches away or six foot away, whether they've moved their arms to the ball or not, it's a if pen. that's the law, if that's the, the football law, that it's a penalty, then all of these things get taken out and it becomes and very, very clear cut. Less contentious and then Correct. we haven't got all this and then we probably won't have a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got here some of the guidance that they say to go with the handball rule and it's it's like reading you know, a load of nonsense. He's so quick on social media is, and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Don't call you know me Fiddle I mean? Fingers yeah. Phil for no reason. Well, did you um, used to sit at the front no, of the class re- at school? There's a different reason for Fiddle Fingers, aren't there? <laughs> One, one of the things they say is the proximity of the offending player to the ball. These are guidances for the for the, for the referee. The movement of the hand or arm towards the ball, which is the big one for me, which is where I think Dyer did his hand is flailing up and it does clip the ball. He doesn't mean to I in any thought, shape. It wasn't aimed at the ball, was it? His hand moved, it, his but hand it moved. wasn't. I thought he kind of flicked it. I thought I thought there was a bit of a flick there. I thought it was handball. It's yeah. the next guidance whether the player's hands or arms are in the expected position. What is an expected position? <laughs> when on the s- end of your shoulders? I mean, <laughs> where do you want your arms and hands to be? And whether the player uses his hands or arms to make himself bigger. So right. I think it's it's very hard for refs. I'm a bit like you three. I think the rules... My interpreta- Well, it's not my interpretation. My thinking is that if, you, if the ball hits your hand or use the hand and you move the ball in a different direction to the way it's going, which benefits you and not the other team, then, then that is a penalty. But that's not the rules. And the, the, we've not even come on to the fact that I don't even think the ref on Sunday in the FA Cup match could really see. The I don't handball. think I don't he know could. how he managed yeah. to spot it. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Did he give it or did the linesman give it? Did the linesman see it better? Well, I think the ref gave it. Well, did, the ref did, ultimately did, gives it, but, yeah, but did, 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 did he get a buzz from the linesman? The, you know, these flags that have the little buttons on. Did he get a buzz? Or, signal. I don't know. I was. I watched it and. I, from where I when I watched the replay, you see that that you see yeah. again. Here we go. It's TV. like I saw the replay, but the ref doesn't get a replay. But I thought there were two players obscuring his view from the second angle that I saw. So I don't really know how he could have given it. I'm sure, it's got to be the lino that's given it, hasn't it? Either that, or it's just gone with a shout of the crowd or the players, which you know referees do Should get sucked. They shouldn't, but referees do get sucked do you into know, those that things. Job, was there something earlier in the game that the referees thinking I've got a chance oh here to even something? Yeah, yeah, it, these it things bring, happen, you know. 
it's an interesting debate which does bring us on to it. in rugby the ref would instantly go do the signal the box yeah. for a TMO yeah and he would review that and the the fourth or fifth official whatever it is in the TMO box would look at it what does TMO mean I That's fancy. Know yeah, I don't know. yeah yeah we don't know we, we don't use these fancy terminology but they would review that and then yeah. within 10 seconds or 20 seconds he would have come back and debated it and they would have known you watching it at home twiggy with all the different cameras you probably within 30 seconds had a far better understanding whether that was or wasn't a penalty than the ref who stood eight yards away from where the incidents just happened. And I think making now, big decisions. this is where the drive towards video technology is, is, is coming from because referees potentially are being made to look a little bit silly, aren't they? Because, like Twiggy rightly says, the referee gets one view at it. Yeah, one and he has, to make, he has to make that decision very, very quickly. We get the, the enhancement of, you know, somebody on Sky or whatever, slowing it all down, super slow-mo, and yeah. you can see he does this or Rocking does that. The referee can't see that. Of in course the he can't. Um, but maybe, you know, things like TMO is going to come into football and maybe a lot of these decisions then will be made correct. But you're still into this ambiguity bit. I was going to say three big penalty decisions this week that had big influences. That that was at Leicester's in the FA Cup. Then you had, there was an incident in the Newcastle and Man U game on Tuesday night. So a player slid on the floor and his no, hand got on the ball. It was a handball again. There was also one where a player similar. slid and his, his hand hit the ball as he slid. It was unintentional, but again, his hand came into contact. See, if they and did like Twiggy said, if your hand comes into contact, should to it be make, given? To make the game easier for supporters and everybody, to be absolutely crystal clear, it's a no-brainer for me for if it comes into contact with your hand, if you're in the area... It's a penalty. Or anywhere else on the pitch, it's a free kick. It's a free kick, and that's the end of it. It it seems to me they've overcomplicated this because there's so many different rules, so many referees determine or interpret those those rules Mm. in a different way. Which is why I come to, if it hits your hand in the area, I'm with you. It's a penalty. I actually think if that incident had happened in the middle of the pitch, they'd have just played on. Mm. With Dyer mm, on, uh, on Sunday, yeah. I don't think the ref would yeah. have given a handball there, uh, and nobody really would have bothered, would they? No, you know, people won't be screaming. It's only because it's been in the penalty box that people scream. You wouldn't scream for a free go. kick in the middle of the centre circle, would you? But just moving on in the media, then today, uh, there's been talk that yes, there are two teams now who are going to win the Premier League. It's going to be one or the other, but they've not included Leicester in that. It's Arsenal and Man City. It- it made me chuckle. I was listening to them talk. They were talking for about five minutes about this two-horse race, and I was thinking, oh, good grief. Media's starting to consider Leicester City as as one of the horses in a two-horse race. And then they said, yeah, obviously it's Arsenal and, and Man City. And it made me laugh, cry, and uh, lots of fans are getting a bit irate with it. But I, I personally think, let's keep under the radar. Yeah. They, they just won't consider us. It's slightly frustrating, but as, as I've posted this morning, I posted and spoke to you about it this morning on Facebook, 30 matches... Only lost three, if you take the tail end of last season and this season. We just keep doing it, and we just keep doing it, and we just keep doing it. And I don't think the media are going to accept Leicester City as serious until the season ends and we're in the top four places, or we've won the league, or we're in fifth or sixth and in the Europa League or whatever. Until it actually happens, they're not going to take it serious. We're 21 games into a 38-game season now. 
But the last time an un, a, a so-called unfancied team got anywhere near winning the Premier League or, or did win it was probably Blackburn way back in... I yeah, think yeah, about well, Shearer was playing. Yeah, with Although, Jack Walker's money. It, yeah, they did at the time have considerable amounts of money compared to yeah. other teams. So, But they were the last sort of unfancied team and then you go back just before pre-Premier League time to I think Leeds United won it. And then since then, teams that have maybe come close to it have been... Um, my memory now is going to teams like Newcastle, yeah. United who came being, close yeah, who came yeah, very close who came close yeah. until Keegan opened his mouth but again yeah. that's right yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd you, love it I'd love it I'd love it I'd love it yeah and then it didn't happen Newcastle are still a, a big club obviously with their support but not oh, massive much, not had much success in 50 odd years actually but. there's an interesting story about Newcastle um, I've got it some. I think I've got it somewhere here it was um, that Newcastle fans particularly Newcastle fans are throwing their shirts over Vardy's wall garden wall <laughs> In the Melton Mowbray <laughs> yeah, that area, happen, yeah. and um, in view to him signing <laughs> for their club, and one of them threw one over, and apparently his girlfriend was there, or his girlfriend was somehow involved, and one of them said to her, or whether it was a tweet after he throwed it, I, I don't know, but anyway, there was communication to the fact that it says, well, why don't you come and sign for Newcastle? Because we think you'd be a better up front than we've got already. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, amazing what these supporters yeah. are doing. A bit of fun as well. Yeah, it, it is. is. So I, you know, I think Leicester, most unfancied side in, in many years to be up there, and the media just... You know, what not would it? Really, quite taking it's it too hard now. Oh, massive passionate fans. You can, I mean, you get that straight away from you. You know everything, or you know, you can feel the passion coming off you. What would it mean to you two for Leicester City to win the Premier League, oh. Dave? I, I don't know. It's, it, I'm 54, and it, it's stuff you've only ever dreamt of. Um, I remember being a seven-year-old lad, having my heart broken, sat on the wall at Wembley when we lost one 0 to Man City in the FA Cup final. And, and I was a little boy then, obviously. Um, 1969. Um, time since under O'Neill was really good. Some great feelings then, winning the League Cup. But I think, I mean, mm. goosebumps coming up here, just even yeah. the thought of us winning the Premier League. It's still a long way away for me. I'm a, little, yeah, I, yeah, I'm a little bit like the social media. I can't quite fully believe it myself. But you still look at the last 30 games and you can't rule it out. I mean, for me, anything, anything this season above survival would have been fantastic. But Phil? winning the league, uh, Dave. I'm I'm a little bit younger than you, but I've still been around a long time since you watching since the seventies. Thank you for that. <laughs> I don't think, if I'm honest, I think even since a kid, I don't think I've ever dreamt Leicester City could win the Premier League as it is now, or the First Division. I don't think that was. I've dreamt many times we win the FA Cup, the League Cup. will go on with one, you know, championships and all sorts. I don't think I've really, really ever considered seriously that we could win this. The Premier League, but and it's taken me a while for it to dawn on me mm. this season that actually, you know, that's why I say this this morning on Facebook saying, "Can we do this? We can yeah. do this." And yeah. I don't know, Twiggy. I mean, you're you're clearly <laughs> not a Leicester fan. You're Everton fan, which is. I don't, I'm do you really think we have a chance? It. If you're honest, I think you've got a great chance. Do you know? Do you know what I like about you? Te- well, not just about the team. I like the manager. I think he's 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 super cool. He's funny. Yeah, it, it, it seems like he's pulled them all together, and they. We were saying earlier about the the senior players with the youth team. They all seem to be one. They're all, as they say in great marketing meetings, we're singing from the same hymn sheet. Yeah. Yeah. But it it actually is. 
I, I think there, there's a lot of that. I like Ranieri. I, I think, think he's embraced he's everything great, that was already there. I think there, he has. It? I think he has. I think he's a smart cookie. And I tell you what, Chelsea might just be thinking only. Mm, yeah. I tell you what, what I find with, with uh, Ranieri, and it obviously is a wise guy, he's, you know, he's, he's getting on a little bit now. He's, he's no spring chicken, he's nobody's idiot. But even last night, he must have been inside. He must have been absolutely elated to get that 1-0 victory and so late in the game. But you see him interviewed and he's just down to just earth. Cool. Going, yeah, 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 we've cool. done OK. You know, we, we've, we've got another victory, which we're really pleased about. And, you know, we're on to the next game now. And everything's just kept calm. He doesn't jump up and down when we have a bad decision. He doesn't jump up and down with excitement when we when we win a good game. Cluffy and was I like that, that, though. But it Cluffy was like that. Just well, carried it, carried it, playing very humble. That goes all through the team then, and then all the team keep this under control, and the no big time Charlies with the squad yeah. players and the junior players and the academy players, because Ranier is setting the standard. Let's not get excited, guys. Let's just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And he's, he's said to the players, you know, you've got to keep pushing on. You know, don't rest on your laurels. Uh, right. Go on, Twiggy. Uh, we need. Uh, we're, we're running out of time, boys. It's. Oh, I don't know where it's quick. gone. It's like we're three good friends sitting in a boozer. <laughs> it's a shame we're. I wish not. we were. Yeah. I wish we were as well because it's your round. Yeah, it's always my round. Uh, right then, we'll do some score predictions. Big game. We've hardly touched on it. Villa next. The thing is, are they going to gain that extra yard due to a bit of confidence? They had a nice sneaky win they against uh, Crystal Palace. Didn't play well though, did they? No. No. But that doesn't matter sometimes. You know, when no, you're no, down there, you grind out a result. It will give them a bit of confidence, without a doubt. I mean, first first winning was in 19 or something like that. Yeah. Um, so the bat, the, you'd expect them to take a bit of confidence from it. I don't fear Villa okay. one, one bit. So your score prediction then for us, I Dave? Think, I think we'll turn them over 3-0. Three 3-0, nil. Three nil, first goal scorer? Uh, I'll go with drink water. Oh, that was it's my about, pick. That was my about pick, time. man. I, I said it last night. It's about time drink water scored. <laughs> the way the shooting wasn't good no, last night, I tell <laughs> you. Although he did have one great shot yeah. from, from yeah. the edge of the box. Um, I've got a couple of fans ones. I've got uh, Julie Campbell goes 3-0 to Leicester with Vardy to score first. Uh, Michael Pridgen goes for Marez to score first. Leicester win 2-1. Uh, Anthony Wright Mullaney goes for 4-1 with Le- Leicester with Vardy to score first. Ellie Steffo says 2-0 and Albrighton to score. Um, I, I went for Albrighton. Yep. And I'm actually still he'd love that one. He would love it. I would go for two one Leicester. Okay, I'm going two one Leicester. I'll go drink water with you. Cool. Okay. Right, that's it guys. Uh Youngie is going to be back next week. Hope you've enjoyed it. We will be back next Thursday, hundred percent LCFC with Youngie. Oh, and Peter Pizzeria. One hundred percent LCFC with Youngie in association with Peter Pizzeria. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.